Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Yo, what's up? Welcome to Kind of Funny Games Daily for Friday, September 3rd, 2021. I'm one of your host, Blessing Adioye Jr. Joining me is Tim Ma Fine Gettys. Something was wrong with that intro, but I'm not quite sure what it was. But bless me and you both both realized it because we had a moment where we like looked visually? at each other. Yeah. Visually no, like something? the sound. There was something about the sound that felt like doubled up for just the middle part. Like it was it was kind of <laughs> weird. But you know what? It doesn't matter because at the end of the day, bless, I'm feeling way too sexy. You know what I'm talking about? Oh my god! I mean, Tim, you're all you always show up looking sexy, and so I don't blame you. you. I don't blame you. Oh, you're almost way too sexy. I don't know if you. I don't know if this is certified a lover to... boy. Sort of, okay, I, that's why I thought you were yeah. going. I didn't know if that's where you're going no, or not. I'm not but just yeah, saying it out of nowhere. I mean, you know, it is you know facts hey, be facts, but it is what still. it is. You listen to that new album. <laughs> I've just been skipping around. I haven't had time to fully do it yet. But also, can can we just like as a people just decide that we just need to make albums shorter? Like, oh my I God. hate this. Like, what race, is going on? Ra- this it's a garbage race to like put out as many songs as possible. So you just like get that playlist listens when people are on Spotify. It's like stop, stop. Yeah, Thirteen like, songs or less on an album. That's the rules. Like, let's go for a solid hour. Like mm-hmm. I feel like hour is a sweet spot. I don't need a two-hour. I'll take thirty-six album. minutes. Give I'll, me thirty-six, I'll take 36 minutes, minutes in and out. I'm starting to hit the point where I'm starting to prefer EPs. <laughs> like me too. I don't need that many songs from you. Drop a drop a solid five and let me go on to the next one. There's exactly. way too much music. I exactly. got two major albums dropping this week, and that's not even me counting like the Ab- ABBA album that I know people are going crazy about. And I believe there was <laughs> a Lady Gaga album. There's been a lot of music albums, and also Shang Chi drop. There's been a lot going mm-hmm. on. I need mm-hmm. I need and my soundtrack. Free time. Oh Plus, my that soundtrack God. is pretty damn good. It's pretty damn good. It's an it's an excellent soundtrack. It was one of those ones where halfway through that movie, because we of course went to watch it last night. Halfway through, I was like, I think I'm ready for the live action Miles Morales movie, because like oh, this yeah. soundtrack Hell is giving yeah. me those vibes. This soundtrack is making me think that they're ready too. Like I need that thing in my life. Yeah, you know what? I, I know we're going a little long on this conversation, but I, I just mm-hmm. want to give a major shout out to DJ Snake. Anything that oh man God. touches <laughs> is gold, and I feel like we don't talk about him enough. <laughs> What did you recently listen to a DJ Snake track? What, well, what DJ Snake did the the song "Run It" in Shang Chi. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah. I didn't realize that. Yeah, yeah. Shout out to DJ Snake. He, yeah, just shout out to DJ Snake. Just shout out to DJ, DJs in general. So yeah, exactly. DJ Khaled. You know what? Go, everyone, send some sweet, nasty love to your favorite DJ today. Hell yeah, hell yeah, DJ Tanner, all your favorite DJs. Tim, this isn't a music podcast, nor is it a movie podcast. This is a video game news podcast. So let's talk about Game Boy games coming to Switch, bad news for the chip shortage, and more. Because this is Kind of Funny Games Daily. Each and every week at 10 a.m. live right here on twitch.tv slash kindoffunnygames. We run you through the nerdy news you need to know about. If you're watching live, you can correct us when we get stuff wrong by going to kindoffunny.com slash you're wrong. If you don't want to watch live, you can watch later on youtube.com slash kindoffunnygames. Roosterteeth or you can listen later on podcast services around the globe by searching for kind of funny games daily do you part of the show to patreon.com slash kind of funny games or bronze members or above get to write in and silver members or above get the show ad free with the exclusive daily post show 
Housekeeping for you. Monday is Labor Day, which means that we're taking that day off. Uh, Tim, Ma, fucking Gettys, what does that mean for content? Uh, that just means we will not be making any content on Monday. So the schedule gets a little shifted around. Kind of Funny Podcast will post on Tuesday. And uh, PS I Love You will also post on Tuesday like normal. Mm-hmm. Uh, it is recording today, though, not on yes. Monday. So patreon.com slash kind of funny games if you want to watch that live as they record it. Uh, but otherwise, shouldn't shouldn't affect you too much. Yes, PS I Love You is recording later today, which means that you should get your questions and responses in by a couple hours from now because mm-hmm. that episode is going to be me and Janet. Greg is, is still off having a fun baby moon. Um, but me and Janet are doing an episode that are going to be predictions for next week's PlayStation Showcase, which of course we'll be reacting live to. But we can wait until next week to talk all about that. But get your predictions in. We will be reading not only our predictions, but your predictions on the show, and we'll have a fun time with that. So get that in before we record. Uh, speaking of kind of funny content a new episode of the blessing show is out right now and it's all about ea sports big and it features multiple cameos that you don't want to uh, miss everybody go check out that episode it is probably my favorite episode we've worked on so far it's Tim. easily my favorite episode because of the content alone but on top of that you guys fucking knocked it out of the park it was so it was a slam dunk as some would say mm. uh it was incredible you guys really did a good job i was telling you uh over slack but i think that uh blessed did a fantastic job of uh making it simultaneously a retrospective on why we love ea sports big and a look into the future of a pitch of how it would make sense in this current landscape that we're in i thought you really did a great job roger flexing so hard oh my god uh, on the graphics and the, the edits and stuff uh quite literally in some ways but check it out it's awesome hell yeah everybody go check that out and then i also implore you not only to share it and like it because of course it's a video only product here kind of funny we don't have many video only products which means that it's kind of hard to shovel people in because so many of you guys are podcast audio listeners do that but then also take the video and just tweet it at ea just at ea hey yeah bring back ea sports big just let them know because mm-hmm. i miss me some nba street volume two i miss mm-hmm. me some nfl street two i miss ssx and so let's let them know uh, remember, it is September on Twitch. Viewers across the platform throughout the month can take advantage of 20% off subscriptions for first-time subscribers and for gifted subs. Your support means the world to us here at Kind of Funny. And right now, you can take advantage of this deal uh, and receive benefits like ad-free viewing, sub emotes, and more. Thank you to our Patreon producers, Blackjack and the Kind of Funny Destiny 2 PC clan. Today, we're brought to you by Purple Mattress, but I'll tell you about that later. For now, let's begin with what is and forever will be. The Roper Report. It's time for some news. We have five stories today. I need to know, Kevin, what was your inspiration for that one? It's metal, man. To me, it reminded me of like if Kevin was like a cartoon mole. It's funny because I know exactly what you're talking about. It had yeah. a it had like Roadrunner vibes to it. Exactly. Like yeah. Honestly, yeah. I, I've I've been feeling for a while that I've stagnated with that and I needed to fucking bring something a little fucking harder. Yeah, well thank mm-hmm. you, Kev. Yeah, hey, man, you know what I mean? Change it up. You know what I'm saying? Okay. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you gotta throw shit at the wall, see what works, see what sticks. Well, are you going to keep that up? We'll see. We'll, we'll, we'll see, see. If, that, if that makes a return. Also, uh, Tim, I got to apologize to you. I forgot to introduce you as the White Drake. And no. like uh, today out of all days would have been the day to do it, man. Because no, no, you're no, a certified no. lover we're, boy. We're not doing the White Drake thing. It's, it's, it's not It's not. <laughs> we're okay. making it happen. It Gary would have introduced it. It's not happening. We got that. Like, that's, I, don't, I rarely put my foot down on things. I'm putting my foot down. We're not doing it. We're not fine, doing fine. it. Hey, we'll see Bless, about that. You say the word, I'll double down. You say the no. word, I'll double down. Kevin, is there a way? Because uh, Drake 
Trake's new thing is the heart shape that he he's added to his hair hair design. If we can like Photoshop that onto Tim, I mean, the show, no, don't worry about. I'll hold him down. You you get the razor. Oh God. <laughs> oh, okay, yeah, we can make oh, yeah, this happen yeah, yeah. too. He's not as strong as he looks. Greg, we'd need help. We'd need help. Mm-hmm. Tim, we can hold him down. Tim, let's dive into story let's number dive. one. Game Boy and Game Boy Color titles are headed to Nintendo Switch Online. This is from Tom Phillips at Real Gamer. Nintendo was set to add Game Boy and Game Boy Color titles to Nintendo Switch Online, Eurogamer sources have confirmed. Word that Nintendo will bulk up its Switch Online back catalog first broke earlier this week via the Nate the Hate podcast, which discussed various possible handheld games Nintendo could bring to the Switch subscription offering. Nintendo Life sources then offered their own confirmation. Now, Eurogamer has been able to separately corroborate these reports, and we have heard that other retro platforms are also on the, on, on the cards. Nintendo Switch Online's classic game library currently includes around 80 NES games and 50 SNES games, though totals vary between regions. It's fair to say that many, if not nearly all of these platforms' biggest games are now available via the service. I'm going to pause there and point out that, you know, we are still missing uh, Super Mario RPG. We are still missing Earthbound, but I digress. Uh, And fans are keen to something fresh. Tim, I mean, as Nintendo aficionado number one right like where are you at with this i know game boy i i know like we've been waiting for more stuff to come to switch online in general you know nes is awesome snes is awesome but like me personally i've been asking where is n64 where is game boy color are you happy with the idea of game boy and game boy color games coming to switch online oh yeah definitely happy i i'm one of the people that actually really likes the switch online uh stuff and like it sucks that it's been a weird drip feed and like the choices they make are sad uh to to just put it bluntly uh but with this i'm like this is overdue for sure uh we haven't gotten anything of consequence on the switch online for the nes or snes in months if not Mm. years it feels like um that last big time was when they added donkey kong country two and three over time or whatever, uh, which is great. I mean, I love being able to just pop into these old games whenever I want to, having them on the go, having them just next to my bed whenever I just want to, you know, play, run through DKC2. Why not? You know, I love that uh, that option. And with Game Boy and Game Boy Color games, like, yeah, there's it's really kind of hard to, to play a lot of those games now. This would make it a really easy way. The one thing I am a little bit like mm, about is where's the gba where's the n64 and like that's what sucks is like this is the type of news that makes you instead of getting excited for what this is it makes you ask for more and want other things because at the end of the day personally i look back at the game boy and game boy color library and it's not necessarily riddled with classic games that i want to go back to and play like there are of course exceptions to that but there's the pokemon games there's the mario land games there's donkey kong 94 Besides that, like, there's not many things that I'd be interested in actually playing and and going back to. So that that kind of makes it a a little bit whatever for me. Yeah, I'm I'm in a similar place. Nintendo Switch Online, especially within the last year, whenever they add new stuff to SNES or NES, it always feels memeable in their announcements. Like they're announcing games that I've never heard of, where you read through and it's like, you know, bubble. I was gonna say bubble bubble, bubble but I guess people, Lolo's, people know what bubble bubble is. Magic yeah. adventure. It's like okay. It's like it's like you're putting things in like an NES game name generator and they're popping them out and announcing them and everybody's like, I guess this exists. I guess this is coming to Nintendo Switch online. Mm-hmm. Uh and so like I think they're overdue to for for some kind of big drop for Switch Online because it feels like they kind of bounce back and forth between going 
okay, cool. We're going to add NES titles. We're going to add SNES titles. But then also we're going to add Tetris 99. Or we're going to add Mario 35 or Pac-Man or whatever those weird niche uh, Battle Royale titles are, which are cool. But it seems like yearly or bi-yearly, they want to have some kind of hook in there. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, I think it's about time that they add in some new content for that. But I am with you that Game Boy and Game Boy Color exciting in prospect but in practice there aren't that many games that i look forward to like pokemon of course like i'm down to replay pokemon blue That's all day question, every day though, is like are they gonna put the pokemon games are they gonna put the oracle of, of seasons oracle of ages zelda games on there like i i'm a little hesitant to believe that they're gonna knock this out of the park and give us what what we want and it might just end up yep. being a bunch of shovelware game boy titles and i, I think game boy and game boy color are weird examples of a platform that just hasn't necessarily aged well in terms of its games or their games had great ideas that were then done better in other forms where it's like uh for example metroid 2 is on it but it's like well they remade it with samus returns and that's a vastly superior way to play that game mm -hmm. so i i just kind of struggle to get excited about too many of these games having said that i don't need a million games if you did just give me if i had access to all the game boy and game boy color pokemon games and zelda oracle of ages and seasons and the mario land games that's actually really awesome i i haven't replayed through mario land 2 in 20 years and i would love to do that and that kind of is exciting to me um when it comes to the idea of replaying any of these uh switch online games so at least there is some excitement there i just don't think it's going to last too long and more than anything i question nintendo's um out the gate strategy with this where what's it going to look like and how much are they going to drip feed this library that i feel like is already weaker than the nes and snes's library to begin with yeah yeah and i i, I think that's the interesting thing too is the, the fact that i think when, you, when i think of the game boy library i think of a library that's born more so out of restrictions than what came before because oftentimes we think of restrictions and consoles as leading to uh like creativity right how do we creatively work around the n64 controller or using a cartridge or having 16-bit graphics like what are how do we push these to their boundaries oftentimes that leads to brilliance with the game boy with the game boy and game boy color i feel like that was an era of more so developers trying to figure out how to just fit other genres into this thing in a way that is adequate but not immaculate you know i think there are very few examples of the immaculate and i think that is something like pokemon coming out of the game boy but i think of also super mario brothers deluxe which was my i remember i think that was my first way of playing through super mario brothers but it's not the ideal way to play super mario brothers right like that oh. was uh there were many caveats caveats having to be made to that game in order to make it work and function well on the game boy and i think you can say the same about a lot of the, a lot of the other software there i think there's a lot of there, there will be a lot of good nostalgia driven titles that you can add like people i think people would get excited for you know the zelda games people would get excited for metroid people would get, would get excited for titles here and there even a tetris you know like well, it's cool to be tetris, able to play it's the, the tetris. Version of tetris yeah. yeah the tetris you know i think things like that are exciting but the the gas in the tank there is way less than the gas in the tank for nes and super nintendo and for what could be gba and n64 for, for you do you does this at least lend excitement to the fact that if maybe down the road they will do N64 or where are you at with that now? We're four years into the Switch's life, right? And uh, we're just now having rumors about that start to feel a little bit real about Game Boy and Game Boy Color. I don't know, man. Like, I, I don't really understand what they're doing with all this. And like one day, hopefully at the end of the Switch's life, we'll have 
libraries of all the old things and it'll all be available there for one very low price and that's awesome but until then it just kind of feels like start and stop a lot so i don't know n64 it could happen next week or it could never happen and i i'd be equally kind of like yeah yeah that's nintendo mm-hmm what about does this do anything for you in the idea of maybe a game boy classic we haven't gotten a classic system in quite a few years now you know i think that if we were going to get a classic system it would have for a game boy or for uh n64 it would have happened in like 2019 and i think that now with all the corona stuff and with the the hardware like the, the troubles of producing that much hardware i don't think we're gonna see it anytime soon mm. damn that breaks my heart. That honestly does break my heart. Because that that for me that would be the that would be the exciting thing if they were going to bring back the game Game Boy and Game Boy Color. Playing those games on my Switch has less of a novelty to it. But if you're telling me that they're going to sell a you know remade Game Boy Classic system where I am playing with the actual Game Boy like form factor and buttons, and I can play my favorite games from that era on an actual updated Game Boy. To me, that would be the exciting thing to do. That would be the move over something like this. So the thing with that, though, is like I, I feel like we hit a when it comes to the classic systems, a problem of it's really hard to adapt the Game Boy and the N64 to that idea because the N64, mm. first off, the controller unwieldy and weird as shit. Uh, second of off, course. so many of the N64 games that we and memories we have are tied to like multiplayer. So the the concept of how many controllers are you actually going to need to be able to play these games the way you want to all that blah 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 but then also on the game boy side it's like you can't really make the game boy smaller uh without losing the novelty of what it actually is trying to be right like the game boy already was what it was and then they made it smaller <laughs> with the the game boy pocket and with the millions of other iterations that it had so it's kind of like if they were to do the game boy it would a classic Game Boy, I feel like they would just have the exact same form factor. And mm-hmm. that's kind of weird. You know what I mean? Like, that's not as exciting. And, like, to me, I'd rather just have the games on the Switch for essentially free. Yeah. But we'll see. Tim, let's keep talking about hardware. Story number two, Toshiba warns that power chip supply is to stay tight for another year. This is Takashi Mochizuki at Bloomberg. Toshiba said it won't be able to meet demand for power regulating chips for another year and, in certain cases, through the end of 2022, offering a fresh warning for makers of cars, consumer electronics, and industrial machines struggling with component shortages. Quote, the supply of chips will remain very tight until at least September next year, said Takeshi Kamabuchi, a director in charge of semiconductors at one of the company's units. Quote, in some cases, we may find some customers not being fully served until 2023, end quote. Material shortages and demand outpacing output output capacity are to blame for Toshiba's inability to fulfill orders for a component that doesn't require advanced production technology and has typically been been deemed a commodity, according to Kamabuchi. Mature tech, and mature tech such as Toshiba's power chips is cheaper than cutting edge memory and sensors, but no less important for any electronic device. If the processor is the device's brain, power regulating silicon and circuitry serve as the heart and vascular system, helping to smoothly transmit electricity. Video game consoles are a prominent victim of the power chip shortage. Sony says it will confident. Sony said it was still confident it can sell more than 14.8 million units of the PS5 this fiscal year to match the pace of its predecessor. But the new console's production in the April through June quarter lagged behind the PlayStation 4's for the same period. Nintendo Switch's online or Nintendo Switch's production hasn't been sufficient to serve customer demand, according to President Shuntaro Furukawa. 
His company intends to sell 25.5 million Switch units in the current fiscal year. Game console production is vulnerable to a lack of components. Manufacturers are making daily calls to suppliers to ensure parts will reach assembly lines as promised, according to a top executive at an assembly contractor. Some console customers have told the assembler that they may alter their circuit, their circuit board design to reduce the required components, the person said. Toshiba is holding daily discussions on how to best allocate its limited output, Kamabuchi said. The company is having to apologize to some customers for being unable to deliver in a timely fashion. Tim, of course, this is sad news. Where are you at with it now that we know that this may last even longer than we realized? Yeah, I mean, I, I'm not surprised by that. And I think that, you know, it, all of the, these reports and stuff are obviously of the moment right now. And I think that anything can change and are, is going to change. And when things like the Delta variant exist, I think we're, we're not going to get through this anytime soon. Um, I think that the positive way to look at it, though, is like those are really substantial numbers still. Uh, you know, like with the intent to sell 25.5 million Switch units, that's a lot. Uh, that would bring it up there like like the switch is just rising the charts in terms of um, greatest of all time hardware sales. Right. Um, and then on the PlayStation five side, it keeping pace with uh, PlayStation four is still way better than uh, you than it could be. Right. And like we're getting a lot of them out there. And at some point it will like everyone that is like really, really, really desperate to get one is going to be able to get their hands on one as the kind of bigger exclusive titles start to roll out. Yeah, it makes me wonder how this holiday season is going to go. You know, like Takashi over on Twitter tweeted out uh, along with this article. He says that uh, game console supply for, for coming season, for the coming holiday season, and even next year doesn't look good. If you're planning to buy a Switch OLED model, be sure to get the first batch, which I think is fascinating, right? That like we all we already know how how much hardware is being affected by it. I think the fact that Nintendo is regardless is launching the OLED Switch model, even though it seems like that is still going to be in, in, in impacted in a huge way. I think it's mm -hmm. fascinating. And yeah, it's going to lead to that being a a highly sought out model because they're not going to be able to produce as many as they want. I think, you know, the, there, there are so many things regarding that compounded with PS5, compounded with Xbox Series X, compounded with a big software fall leading into a big software year for 2022. It's, it's going to be wild out there for people who are trying to get their hands on next-gen consoles. It always is, you know, like the holidays are always a difficult time to get your hands on hardware, especially on the Nintendo side. Like it's nothing new that being able to buy a 3DS was near impossible uh, in November or December, pretty much every year, just because of like th there's just that demand that is that is created that isn't there the rest of the year. So, yeah, it's definitely going to be rough. And um, yeah, get your hands on one of those OLEDs if you if you want it, because yeah, I do agree it's going to be very hard to to get one after the initial batch. Tim, let's talk about story number three. Nickelodeon All-Star Brawl release date seemingly leaks. This is Taylor Lyles at IGN. We already knew that Nickelodeon All-Star Brawl, a Smash Brothers-esque fighting game with characters from popular Nickelodeon shows, will be released on consoles this fall. But it appears that the release date is sooner than we expected if Nintendo's website is anything to go off of. Heading to the Nintendo eShop, the Switch version for the upcoming fighting game notes that it will release on October 5th of this year. The listing also reveals the game's file size to come, uh, come in at 2.9 gigabytes. Uh, the eShop listing also seems to have leaked more of the game's roster. Confirmed fighters are as follows. Tim, are you ready? I'm ready. All right, we got uh, Oblina from Ah Real Monsters, Cat Dog from Cat Dog, Danny Phantom, Helga from Hey Arnold, 
Do you know, wait, do you know Helga's last name was Pataki? 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 Yeah. I don't think Helga I ever Pataki? realized that. Yeah, you did. Oh, maybe I just forgot it. That's yeah, you must have just forgot it. That was I like must... a, a big thing. That was a whole thing. <laughs> okay. I definitely forgot that. Uh, Zim from Invader Zim. Lincoln Loud from The Loud House. Lucy Loud from The Loud House. Reptar, of course, from Rugrats. SpongeBob SquarePants. Patrick Starr. Sandy Cheeks. Leonardo from Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Michelangelo. April O'Neil. Uh, Nigel Thornberry from The Wild Thornberries. Ren Last from shit. The Ren and Stimpy Show. Stimpy from Ren and Stimpy. Uh, Powder Toastman. Also. Powder Toast, Powder Toast Man from the Ren and Stimpy show, uh, Ang from Avatar, and then Korra from The Legend of Korra. Tim, where are you at with this roster? Does this make you hype? You know, it's 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 pretty solid, but you know, it's definitely missing a whole bunch. And I don't think that this is going to satisfy the audience it's going after uh, entirely. And I think there's going to be more people being like, "Where's this person? Where's this person?" Than people that are like, "Oh, I'm so happy that you know there's two Ninja Turtles here." Mm-hmm. To be fair, this isn't this isn't the full roster yet, so there's still like some room. Yeah. There's yeah, still yeah, some yeah. space for some surprises. But like, you know, I, 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 Aang was one of the ones with that they hadn't confirmed yet, and so like mm-hmm. that gets me very excited because if we're gonna make a Nickelodeon fighting game, I think Aang one thousand percent should be on there along with Korra. I think both of those are super exciting. Um, I forget if all of those SpongeBob characters were confirmed or not. Either way, like Sandy Cheeks is a fun one to to be able to play as. Uh. It is interesting that they're picking. It feels like they're picking two random Ninja Turtles and April O'Neil. You know, I I I feel like I would have gone with another Ninja Turtle over April, or even maybe even Master Splinter. Um, but you know, like this is one of those ones where the it being announced for or not announced but leaked for October fifth. I like I, this is one of those games that I think people are going to jump into and like fuck around with for maybe a day and then peace out of and so regardless of whether this is going to come out i think it was still going to be that game and so like i think the thing for me is october is a is a busy month especially like the first half of october it's kind of a busy time i don't think that matters for this game i think this game is going to be fine regardless uh uh, this game is going to be what it is and i I think that people people are uh are unfortunately mistaken on what they think the quality of this game is going to be like the biggest problem is any of these uh, Nickelodeon games like they never live up to the hype because remember that kart racer we played plus Nickelodeon kart racer yeah where there was no voices and it was awkward as shit and it just didn't have any of the charm of the characters we want like the problem with these Smash Brothers clones is you need to just clone Smash Brothers I've been saying it for years if you're gonna copy copy do it all and they don't like Sakurai puts love and care into every single character to the point that when a new one's announced there's a 40 minute breakdown video of the character's history and every appearance they've ever been in and how they're, they're showing love to that in this game in this we'll be lucky if Sandy Cheeks does something that we're familiar with from the show, and that's it. <laughs> mm-hmm. I see. One thing I do want to shout out is that this game is being developed by a different developer that did the Nickelodeon Car Racer. This is being done by, I believe, they're called Ludosity, and they also developed Slap City, which is a previous Smash clone that they have done that seems to have gotten good reception. And I'm trying to find a trailer for it. If I'm going to send it to you, Kevin, because I want to check out exactly what Slap, Slap City looks like. Because for me, that is the beacon of hope. That is like the little bit of hope for, okay, this actually might be adequate. I don't expect greatness from a Nickelodeon Smash clone. In fact, I do expect something something akin to that uh, Mario Kart, or, or not Mario Kart, the Nickelodeon Kart Racer. But if you're telling me that there are actually, actually competent folks behind it, 
then all hope's not lost. If I can get a solid seven out of this thing, well, that would be the, the biggest success in there my has, There have been, maybe not sevens, but like solid sixes uh, for this type of game. There was a, a Ninja Turtles Smash clone on the Wii back in the day that was like pretty damn fun for a while. Um, mm-hmm. As well, there was an Animusha one. There was a little bit different. That was more Power Stone-like, but like it was cool too. But yeah, like with this, all the trailers, the idea of this game is exciting. But like the moment I saw the the trailer for it and the characters weren't talking, I was like, all right, I know exactly what this is going to be. Yeah, that's fair. What's your who's your dream character at this point? That's not on this roster. I, I don't know. I mean, I, I feel like that's the problem, too, is like it's kind of similar to the Game Boy thing where it's like this news is more about what characters aren't here. Than what characters are here mm-hmm. and like that's never a good place to be that's fair kevin i dropped i dropped the trailer in assets by the way for slap city looks like you're pulling up go ahead and press play on that because i want to see what yeah, this looks like and what this might that. tell us about this upcoming game so this is slap city this is audio? velocities uh yeah yeah let's let's get audio i don't hate it is that Pokemon? Yeah, honestly Oh no! This is no. pretty good. No, God. it looks it looks like Machamp, but it's definitely that is definitively not Machamp. You're right. You're right. That's so. It's such a creepy like mix between the muscly Machamp look. and uh, the Phoebus Inferno. Phineas and Ferb, the platypus, Perry the, the platypus. platypus. Yeah, that's it, Perry. That's it. Right. So funny enough, they what? showed they just showed the GameCube uh, uh, controller. I'm for the controls. So happy you brought this up because real talk. This looks fantastic. This is doing exactly what I, I wanted from a gameplay perspective. Still not from the like love and care perspective of the characters Quality, for budget, the Nickelodeon yeah. side, but like, I mean, shit. If it plays as well as it looks like it does, that we might get that seven or eight. Yeah, yeah. See, like, and that's that's the push and pull of it. Where I look at this and I look at some of the gameplay stuff that they're touching on because they're touching on like a lot of the technical aspects of the actual fighting gameplay of Smash Brothers and they're showing off like oh yeah like here's what the dash looks like we'll have uh like um what's it called wave canceling wave dashing like I I forget the exact yeah yeah, wave dash like that was one of the things that they talked about when they first revealed this game they're talking about things that I think people want to hear from a gameplay perspective but if you're going to make a Nickelodeon fighting game you also got to get the Nickelodeon part of it right you got to get the fan service right you got to get the sound effects, the levels, the feeling of it, right? And the way that Smash Brothers gets a lot of that stuff right. You know, like half the reason why we love Smash Brothers is because when they announce a new character, it's a hype moment of, oh shit, they're bringing in uh, uh, Joker from Persona 5. And with that, we're getting Persona 3 and Persona 4 stages. We're getting the mm-hmm. soundtracks. We're getting this special ability that really harkens back to this element of of uh, this moment of Persona, right? Like those are part, those are, those are a big draw to what makes this kind of game shine. And, you know, the fighting aspect, very important. Obviously, gameplay, obviously, very important. And if that's solid, then, oh, my God, like, that alone is going to be a miracle. But, you know, like, I, if you're going to make a Nickelodeon all-star brawl game, I want I want the Nickelodeon shit to be on point as well. And so I think that might be the uphill battle from what we've seen from this publisher in the past. That said, I'm still excited to check it out. I really want to see them nail it. I want to see them stick the landing. And again, if I can get a solid seven out of this thing, then that is a success, and I'll be playing that all day. <laughs> Tim, mm-hmm. of course, next up, we got story number four. But before we get there, I want to remind you all that you can go to patreon.com slash games where you can get the show ad-free. And speaking of ads, let us tell you about our sponsors. 
This episode is brought to you by Purple. I know it may seem like it, but the world isn't really against us from getting a good night's sleep. Luckily, you'll have no difficulties drifting off to sleep on a Purple mattress. That's because only Purple mattresses use their fancy grid technology. It's a unique ventilated design that lets air flow through to keep you cool. I can tell you this as a fact. I have the Purple pillow, and I will never use another pillow in my life. I love it so much. It never gets too hot. It's always cold. You don't need to flip it to the other side because it's just cold already i don't know how it works it's the grid it's cool the grid is also supported for your back and legs while cushioning your shoulders neck and hips unlike memory foam which remembers everything the grid bounces back as you move and shift purple is comfort reinvented right now you'll get 10 percent off any order of 200 or more go to purple.com slash games 10 and use promo code games 10 that's purple.com slash games 10 promo code games 10 for 10 percent off any order of 200 or more purple com slash games 10 promo code games 10 terms apply story number four uh tim the artist behind jet set radio has returned to sega this is andy robinson at video games chronicle Yakuza director and Jet Set Radio artist Ryuta Ueda has returned to Sega after nearly a decade away from the games industry. Ueda, who was the art director behind Dreamcast classic Jet Set Radio and its Xbox sequel Jet Set Radio feature, as well as the first two Yakuza games for PS2, rejoined Sega in May following nine years working at Yahoo Japan. Ueda's previous Sega credits span from the mid-90s, including creature design for the Panzu Dragoon uh, games and directing Connect horror title Rise of Nightmares. Quote, I've decided to resign from Yahoo Japan and return to my old company, Sega, he announced on his public Facebook page. Quote, I am very grateful for the many people I met uh, and the lessons I learned through various projects at Yahoo. From now on, I will focus on making games again. End quote. The former, the former Yakuza director could arrive in the same window that the series' current boss, Toshihiro Negoshi, leaves the company. Jet Set Radio has has seen an uptick in interest in the past few months, with Sega recently revealing that Beat from Jet Set Radio will be a playable character in Super Monkey Ball Banana Mania. Indie developer Team Reptile has also begun promoting Bomb Rush Cy- Cyberfunk, which is a spiritual successor to the Dreams cla- Dreamcast, Dreamcast classic uh, planned for consoles and PC. The indie successor will have a soundtrack from Hideki Naganuma, the composer of Smilebits Sega uh, Dreamcast Classic, and its 2002 Xbox sequel, Jet Set Radio Feature. Tim, does, does this give you any hype that we might see a Jet Set Radio return? You know, I, I think it's inevitable that we will at some point uh, see another game in the franchise. Um, I've never been the biggest fan. I know that's blasphemy, but it, there's something about it just felt way too floaty. In a lot of ways, it felt like wow. Sonic compared to Mario um yeah i know um it's fine (laughs) (laughs) but yeah i mean you know the style of it's super cool but there's something about it that just for a a game that came out around the craze of tony hawk and all that it's just Mm -hmm. like if it didn't have a specific feeling i was like i this isn't for me and that was the case for that soundtrack was always really cool i loved the cell shadedness like that that was like the game that kind of created the cell shaded idea that every game of around that time copied for a while um but yeah i I think that sega's sega's in a weird place right now they have been for a a while but like they they will never truly let go of their their legacy ip so i think that we'll see it and i think that you know him coming back that is a good sign of that but i don't think that it's we're ever going to get another classic game in people's minds from the franchise Mm mm-hmm yeah, I feel you there. It, Jet Set is one of those things where if you're going to bring it back, 
you got to find a way to modernize it a bit more because Jet Set Radio, as much as I love uh, Jet Set Radio and Jet Set Radio feature, they are very much games of their era, right? Like you look at those games and it's like, yeah, these are Tony Hawk adjacent, but more, like one, they're structured more like 3D platformers. But then also, like, I guess in terms of controls and energy and all this stuff, it's hard for me to think of what Jet Set Radio looks like in, in 2021. I look at uh, Bomb Rush Cyberfunk, and I'm excited for them to tackle it from an indie perspective because I think indies do a good job of harking back to, mm-hmm. like, the retro and the older stuff that we love. But usually that comes with, you know, being able to stick to those, I guess, older qualities and not be, not feel as... Um, incentivized to like try and try and take that and reinvent the wheel in, in any sort of way right like if bomber cyberpunk comes out and it's a modern hit and it's modern success and shows that you can actually do that type of game today you know i think that that that's gonna be that would be a cool thing i would be also surprised right like yeah. i'm looking forward to that game as being something that lives uh in that retro place as opposed to being something that i jump into because it feels new and fresh in any sort of way, but totally. I'm fine with that, right? Like I want to play that for nostalgia. I want to play that for the uh, uh, Hideki soundtrack. Uh, that said, right? Like I, I, I'd like to see Sega try it just from a hey, let's take a let's take a risk on this thing and let's try to let's try to do something. Let's try to add something fresh and new to it. I don't know what that looks like. You know, I don't know how you take Jet Set Radio feature and turn it into or Jet Set Radio and turn it into something new and fresh for 2021. Mm-hmm. But I'd like to see him try. Yep. And I think it's exciting that, that um, uh, this dude is coming back. You know, we talked about it earlier on uh, earlier this week on KFGD about how the Yakuza director is leaving. And I think with that, you get like a lot of people going, oh, shit, like what's going on? Oh, shit. Like, how do we feel about this? You know, is there trouble? Are we going to be able to trust uh, the remaining team with Yakuza? Bringing somebody who has worked on Yakuza in the past uh, and bringing somebody who is known for making classics over at Sega in the past I think that imbues hope and that like that gives people some sort of comfort at the very least with these two these, these two game designers or game developers crossing paths in and out of the company. Totally. Tim, mm-hmm. let's talk about story number five, our final story for the Roper Report. Shang-Chi has joined Fortnite. It's happening, everybody. This is Mark Delaney at GameSpot. The Fortnite Shang-Chi skin is now available in the item shop. Like most collaborations with other brands, the Fortnite Shang-Chi skin includes more than just the character. Also included in the Heroes Complete Bundle for for those who want it are the following items. The Great Protector's Shield Black Back Bling, Blades of the Brother Hand Pickaxes, and Dragon's Scale Wrap. Tim, actually, I I want to turn to Kevin for this one because Kevin plays a lot of Fortnite. Kevin, are you uh, how hyped for your are you for Shang-Chi? Are you going to go unlock Shang-Chi? Oh man, I'm thinking about it a lot real hard. It's crazy how much these assholes got their nails in me, man. Mm-hmm. Um I I don't love the 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 skin. I think it's a little bit much, but Are you gonna uh, bring it up? Uh well, I can you send you a provi- link. Oh, did you? Where? No, I, I can't. I'll I'll find one for you. Yeah, I mean that would help. I got you. But yeah, you like you said sorry, you you're saying you don't love what? I don't love the way it looks. Let me see. Okay. Because I, I, I wasn't able, I came home yesterday and went right to bed. Right to bed. So I heard mm-hmm. about it. I briefly Googled it, but I, you know, I have no idea. But I, like, uh, like, I need to see it in the store. Get me hyped. I've got some, I've got some V-Bucks. I don't hate it. Okay. I got it. I, see, I just Googled it. Hold on. I'm going to open image. In I just dropped, I dropped an assets as well. Great. 
looks. Really I li- nice I there. like how he looks. I like the I outfit. Like I like the too. I like the items with it. <laughs> I need he to does see look, like the he skin, does he does look guns. different. This is definitely oh, yeah, not. Looks, this totally, definitely isn't yeah, like yeah. MCU Shang Chi. This feels. I, I assume this is the comic book and design. They they do yeah. that a lot. Like and and I and here's the thing. I buy a lot of the Marvel ones, um, which is a problem because they have a lot of Marvel ones, and I'm scared to look at the store. Because like usually when a movie comes out, like a Mar- uh, MCU movie, they'll bring up all the skins, and it's just like it's real difficult, real difficult, Tim, real difficult. Yeah, I get it, dude. Yeah, you're in. I'm so in. I, I think it's great that they do this. You know, Fortnite just continues to kind of be this dominant crossover event, and they have the ability to co-market with anything, whether it's music or a game or a movie or a, it doesn't matter, right? Um, so this is cool. I, I think that it's great that it could be this timely. And yeah, I, I also love the, this idea that like we're at a point with Marvel that they can literally just take any character and over a weekend make it a household name, <laughs> you know? Oh, my God. Right. Like so this cool. is just that that media blitz of just boom. Cool. Shang-Chi's an adventure now. We all just understand that. Yeah, I, I love this because, you know, like when when we were watching the movie last night, legit halfway through the movie, I was like, man. I could really go home and play a Shang-Chi video game. Like I want I like I want to experience more of this and like there you go, right? Like in my head I was I was picturing a fighting game or an action game, but like Shang-Chi and Fortnite works as well, right? Like I think giving uh, one Marvel's partnership with with Fortnite, um I in I enjoy seeing them keep up with it in a way that feels very much all tied together in a way where, you know, Shang-Chi comes out, the movie Boom, already there's a skin in Fortnite. Maybe when Eternals comes out, there will be Eternal skins in Fortnite off the bat, right? Like I think mm-hmm. that is a, that is an excellent way to one build hype for the movie and then vice versa, right? People go to the movie, get hooked, and are and are like, cool, how do I experience more of this? And Fortnite as an avenue for that, I think really works. Uh and so I think that's really exciting. Fortnite again continues to kill it with the skins. Um, you know, I, like the more I look at it, the more I'm like, man, I do wish there was an additional skin that was Simu Liu. Uh, like a Jason, I you know I, I, it kind of makes me sad that it's not MCU styled. But regardless, you know I'm 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 into it just in terms is, of it being the character period. Is there any skin from the movie where you'd be like, you know what? That's I mean, like, I don't want to buy it. <sighs> I I mean, cause, like, I, I don't want to say because I know plenty of people haven't seen the movie. Yeah, but like I I'm gonna say one because like if they had the dad in the '80s outfit with the ten rings on. Mm. I'd be, I'd I be, you. I'd be very invested. I just want like an animation, like a good e- a, a ten rings emo. Like it could be, and this is like stuff he, stuff he does in the trailer, right? Like where he like does, where he like does his hands like this, and then you see the ten rings shoot from his hands. I want that mm. type of emo. Yeah. Like I'm, yeah. I'd be all about that. Yeah, yeah. Tim, love it. Mm-hmm. I'm excited to see more Marvel skins in Fortnite, but that's probably just so far away. If I want to know what's coming out to Mom and Drop shops today, where would I look? official list of upcoming software across each and every platform is listed by the kind of funny games daily show host each and every weekday out today we got golf club wasteland for ps4 xbox one switch and pc big rumble boxing creed champions for ps4 xbox one switch and pc the medium for ps5 Family Trainer for Switch. P- <laughs> Kevin, look up Family Trainer for Switch because I'm very curious. We got Peepoo Bobble Quest for Switch. Uh, we got Extreme Peepoo. Car Driver for Switch. Peepoo uh, Block Puzzle for Switch. Angels Punishment for Switch. Uh, Virtuous Western for Switch. And then we got A Night at the Races coming out 
for Switch. Kevin, what's what, what's the word on Family Trainer coming to Nintendo Switch? Actually, before we even Tim, what is your prediction for what Family Trainer is? Family Trainer, I I don't know. It, it's probably I I imagine it's going to be a a menu based kind of uh, game dev simulator type thing. Mm, okay, I'm gonna say it's a fitness game. It's a fitness game for the whole family. Mm, family Trainer. That's a good guess. That's a good guess. Oh, okay. Oh, All right. welcome to it's Family like, Trainer. It's like a party game. Discover a fun way to move. Jump, run, and stomp your way through a variety of heart-pumping mini-games. It is never the jams, easier though. to play. Turn your in-game movements into real-world exercises. What a selling point. Hey, I fucking got it. Let's go. Yeah, yeah, good, good for you. Hell yeah. Oh, yeah, got a like, There's no way. And here we are. He was alright. Dude, honestly... I kind of want to try this out. An I'm a fucking adventures. idiot. I kind of want to try this out. Holy shit. This no, looks kind of fun. No, it doesn't. <laughs> I don't know, man. I, like, I'm, uh, I'm going to need, I'm gonna need a full report, Wes. <laughs> but, like, I think he might be right on this one. But, like, look, look at this. They say it's more fun with friends. They got, like, they got uh, the Donkey Kong, like, uh, uh, cart thing going on. They got jump rope. They got mountain climbing. You think you can play this online, or is this you and Michael playing? Definitely not. They definitely did not have the budget to add online to this. <laughs> Holy shit. It's like that other, the what, what was it? We Fit Advent? No, not We uh, Ring Switch. Fit. Ring Fit Adventure. Ring Fit Adventure. It's like that one. Kevin, can you also look up uh, Peepu Bobble Quest? Because I got to know. Yeah, Peepu. Well. I need to know what Peepu is. Uh, Tim, mm -hmm. what predictions for what Peepu Bobble Quest is? Peepu. <laughs> and like, just to be clear, Bobble is spelled B-A-U-B-L-E. So yes. this is already all types of fucked up. Uh, Peepu Bobble Quest is going to be... It's a puzzle game. Mm. It's a puzzle game. Yeah. <sighs> I was going to say that, but since you took it, I'm going to say... Peepu Bobble Quest is a janky ass looking 2D platform. And that's the other pop. option. It's one yep. or the other. <laughs> All right. Still could, be either. Still could be either. Still could be either. Uh oh. He's got the whole world in his hands. Oh, Let's there we go. go. Two for two, janky baby. Janky ass 2D platformer. Bless two you. Two for you two, are baby. A suitsayer. Jesus. Oh, Christ. it looks shaky. It looks even more janky as hell than oh, I even thought. Oh, God. Oh, this is so bad. This looks like it controls so poorly. Bless, this is when you say it looks just like Mario. No. Uh, listen, every now and then I'm I'm down I'm down to say some wild shit, all right? I'm down to say that I want to play that exercise family game. Uh, this is one of those ones where I will never compare this to something like Mario. That's sacred. This game is devoid although, of Although any this scene looks idea. a little bit like Mario on the Game Boy. Yeah, exactly. Every single shot in this looks like something else, but bad. <laughs> Now, I want to go three for three, Tim. I okay, want to go three for it. three. Let's do it. Kevin, can you look up Angel's Punishment for Switch? Oh, that's a good one. Angel's Punishment. Um, I'm going to go with a side-scroller shoot-em-up. Like an R-type mm -hmm. type game. I'm going to go with a Japanese... Wait, hold on. Uh, I'm visual novel. I'm having trouble finding it. Oh, no, found it. All right. you got it. Damn, damn. Bless you. Just... You're, you're, you're on fire today. I'm going to say a visual novel yeah. with, with, with some fantastical elements to it. Okay. Mm. Jesus. 
A girl who oh. woke up in a strange basement. Oh, this looks like a... Uh, okay, it's an RPG. Old school RPG, yeah. Yeah. Reminds me of... I don't even know what I would say this reminds me of. I was going to say like Undertale original... or Earthbound, but... Way back in the day, we played, we did a let's play of a game that was uh, the original Resident Evil, and it looks uh -huh. like that. Sweet uh -huh. Home, I think it was called. All right. Please kill me by your hand, Jesus. All right. Cool, cool. All right. Two for three ain't bad. Two for three ain't bad. Not bad at all. Tim, people mm -hmm. can go over to kindoffunny.com slash you're wrong, where they can write in and listen to what we got wrong as we got it wrong, so we can correct it for those watching later on youtube.com slash games and on podcast services around the globe. And Tim, it looks like we have no you're wrongs. Let me refresh Look at the, us. The, the sheet. Cause, yeah, I, <laughs> just, I see in two, just in case. Just in case, because I see two, but they're from yesterday. Mm, impossible. I was on yesterday's show. I don't ever say anything <laughs> wrong. Well, the two from yesterday are from are for Janet. And so, like, hey, technically you are right, Tim. Yeah, I think we're good. I think we killed it. Yeah. Good job. We killed everybody. Oh, yeah. Hell yeah. Uh, of course, today is Friday, which means that you got another week of Kind of Funny Games Daily coming up next week. But remember that Monday, we're off, so you're not getting an episode on Monday. But then on Tuesday, you're getting Greg and Gary Witta. Wednesday, you're getting me and Andy Cortez. Thursday, you're getting Greg and Tim motherfucking Gettys. And on Friday, it's, it's Greg and me. If you're watching this live on Twitch, after this is Mike, Nick, Joey, and Kevin playing more of that Surgeon Simulator 2 and raising money for Black Girls Code. And so don't miss out on that. If you want to catch that stream later, you can subscribe to Kind of Funny Plays, youtube.com slash Kind of Funny Plays. Remember, this has been Kind of Funny Games Daily, each and every weekday live right here on twitch.tv slash Kind of Funny Games. We run you through the nerd, nerdy news you need to know about. We have a Patreon post show for those that are subbed at the silver level of patreon.com slash Kind of Funny Games. So stick around for that. Otherwise, until next time, game daily.